Psalm chapters 101 and 102. Psalm chapter 101, verse 1. A Psalm of David. King David wrote this. Kindness and judgment I sing. To thee, O Jehovah, I sing praise. People who hate God don't understand his kindness, and they're blind to it. They think that everything good that has ever happened to them is just coincidence or an act of nature. But in reality, every single good thing that has ever happened to you is because of the Lord. He's in control of everything, and he created everything. So there's nothing good that happens without him causing it. And that's a great reason to sing to him. Two, I act wisely in a perfect way. When dost thou come in unto me? I walk habitually in the integrity of my heart, in the midst of my house. King David did walk in integrity habitually because he was always thinking about the commandments of the Lord. There was a time when he backslid and fell into sin for a brief while. But other than that, he was always obeying the Lord's commands and trying to do what would please the Lord, including forgiving those who hated him and who tormented him. To act in a perfect way is to always forgive. King David notoriously forgave people every single time that they hurt him. In the New Testament, Jesus told us to be perfect as the Father is perfect by forgiving people. The Lord is constantly forgiving billions of people all the time. That's why it's one of the best ways to be like him. 3. I set not before mine eyes a worthless thing. The work of those turning aside, I have hated. It adhereth not to me. This is saying that he hates the sins of others. So if somebody was in sin, he didn't want to be around that person. And also it says he does not look at worthless things. Today, there are many worthless things that we could be looking at, like pornography, rated R movies, things that have the occult in them. But we need to turn away from those things. For a perverse heart turneth aside from me, wickedness I know not. He says that if he knows a wicked person or somebody with a perverted mind or a perverted heart, that he will not associate with that person. 5. Whoso slandereth in secret his neighbor, him I cut off. The high of eyes and proud of heart, him I endure not. King David won't have friends who are arrogant, and if somebody is a gossip, he won't have anything to do with that person. It is okay to cut people out of our lives. Once we tell them the gospel or we give them a rebuke, then if they don't turn to the Lord, if they don't repent, then we can exit their lives. And that's the best thing to do so that they don't bring us down. I once had a job where I had to leave the lunchroom because in the lunchroom, people were gossiping and being really disrespectful to others. I had no choice but to just not eat lunch with them. 6. Mine eyes are on the faithful of the land to dwell with me. Whoso is walking in a perfect way, he serveth me. King David says that he hires people who are faithful to the Lord to be his courtiers. 7. He dwelleth not in my house who is working deceit. Whoso is speaking lies is not established before mine eyes. King David would fire a courtier who he found to be a liar.
8. At morning I cut off all the wicked of the land, to cut off from the city of Jehovah all the workers of iniquity. So people would get demoted and fired, I guess, in his kingdom if he felt that that person wasn't honoring the Lord and obeying the commands of the Lord. You can fire the demons who try to tell you lies. Demons will whisper things in our ear and into our heart and mind that are not biblical at all. So when you have a thought that you know isn't biblical, such as God hates you or you're a nobody or you can never do anything right, that person's out to get you, you need to have what that person has, you'll never be anybody until someone loves you or someone accepts you or you need to be more popular All of those demonic statements are not biblical. So cut those liars off. Rebuke the demon in the name of Jesus and send it packing. You have authority to do that in Jesus Christ. And there's every reason why you should. Because the demons will try to speak over the Lord's voice so that you don't hear the Lord. So we need to cut them out just as King David cut out evildoers from his kingdom. And that concludes... Psalm chapter 101. Psalm chapter 102, verse 1. A prayer of the afflicted when he is feeble, and before Jehovah poureth out his plaint. O Jehovah, hear my prayer, yea, my cry to thee cometh. A plaint is a complaint. This song is the prayer of supplication. It's asking the Lord for some sort of deliverance, and it's saying, Lord, listen to my problem. To hide not thou thy face from me in a day of mine adversity, incline unto me thy ear in the day I call haste, answer me. We heard this same line in a previous song that we had read, so it must have been a line that David used often in his songs, or a thought that he often had. This also could be a remake of one of David's previous songs, and it says, Don't hide your face from me, Lord. A lot of times when we're being tempted, the Lord will be silent to test us. So this is saying, please don't test me now, just give me an answer. 3. For consumed in smoke have been my days, and my bones as a firebrand have burned. This is a metaphor saying that he's experiencing hell on earth because he says that he's burning. I imagine most likely it was when Absalom was trying to usurp the throne. For smitten as the herb, and withered is my heart, for I have forgotten to eat my bread. He says that he's so sad that he lost his appetite. And it says smitten as an herb. An herb is grass of the field. Grass doesn't live very long, and it gets mowed down every week. He's saying that he's been mowed down emotionally. 5. From the voice of my sighing hath my bone cleaved to my flesh. He says that he's getting skinny, which is probably because he isn't eating, because he's so sad, and he wants deliverance from the situation that he's in. 6. I have been like to a pelican of the wilderness. I have been as an owl of the dry places. He's saying that he's isolated. He doesn't have any friends. Pelican in the wilderness or an owl in the desert would be all alone. When Absalom tried to usurp the throne, there was a time when King David actually had to leave the palace 
And also he would have been politically isolated in a lot of ways because some of his men rebelled against him and went to Absalom's side. 7. I have watched, and I am as a bird alone on the roof. So again, he's saying like he is a lonely bird. The palace was higher than the surrounding villages. On his roof, he could observe the kingdom. But he says he's alone up there. So it's like saying it's lonely at the top. He can't trust anybody at this time in his life. Now in the last song, it said that he fired untrustworthy people. In this song, it says he's all alone. But when Absalom tried to usurp the throne, people who had been loyal to him up to that point, because they saw him as their bread and butter, they decided that Absalom was now their bread and butter. So they betrayed David. 8. All the day mine enemies reproach me. Those mad at me have sworn against me. To reproach is to rebuke, and he had many enemies when Absalom was against him. 9. Because ashes as I have eaten, and my drink with weeping have mingled. This is another line that we read previously in Psalm. So I believe this is a remake of one of David's old songs. He says that he eats ashes. Now that could happen when you're putting ashes on your head. Some of the ashes could fall down over your face and get in your mouth. And I think that's what he's talking about. Because when the Israelites were mourning, they would put ashes on their head. And it says he's drinking his own tears. 10. From thine indignation and thy wrath, for thou hast lifted me up and dost cast me down. To be lifted up could be good or bad. In this verse, it's definitely bad. You could get your head lifted up to be cut off, or you could get it lifted up to be promoted. But in this case, the Lord has lifted up his head to punish him for his sin. And that would have been his sin with Bathsheba and killing Uriah, which happened a long time before Absalom trying to take over the kingdom was an indirect consequence. The reason we know this is because King David slept with Uriah's wife and his own son ended up sleeping with some of his concubine. It was a reversal which brought justice. 11. My days as a shadow are stretched out, and I, as the herb, I am withered. This means that his days are coming to an end, because when your shadow is stretched out and it's really long, that's when the sun is setting, which means it's near the end of the day. And again, he says he's like a withered herb. Grass dies very quickly. 12. And thou, O Jehovah, to the age abidest, and thy memorial to all generations. He says, I'm about to die, but you live forever. 13. Thou, thou risest, thou pitiest Zion, for the time to favor her, for the appointed time hath come. He says, rise up from your throne and take pity on Zion, your capital city. That's the heart of Jerusalem where David had his palace. So I believe this is about Absalom usurping the throne because it took pity from the Lord to liberate Jerusalem from Absalom's grasp. 14. For thy servants have been pleased with her stones, and her dust they favor. He says, your own people want to destroy Jerusalem, which was true in a metaphorical sense, because they wanted to take the kingdom away from David. 
15. And nations fear the name of Jehovah, and all kings of the earth thine honor. At the time that David ruled during most of his reign, the pagans were afraid of the Israelites, which means indirectly they were afraid of God. And they even said that they were afraid of God, because they knew the signs and wonders he had done in Egypt and in Israel. 16. For Jehovah hath builded Zion, he hath been seen in his honor. The Lord built up Jerusalem. It used to be a pagan town, but the Lord took it over and built it up and made it strong. 17. He turneth unto the prayer of the destitute, and he hath not despised their prayer. Anybody who is really desperate, the Lord will hear their prayer. 18. This is written for a later generation, and the people created do praise Jah. The song is saying this is also prophetic. It isn't just about today, but it's about the future. In the future, people will come against Jerusalem, and actually it's happening now. The surrounding nations want to destroy Israel, and they want to take over Jerusalem completely. And Jah is a nickname for Jehovah. 19. For he hath looked from the high place of his sanctuary. Jehovah from heaven unto earth looked attentively. He keeps his eye on all of his children all over the world, but he also has his eye on Jerusalem at all times. To hear the groan of the prisoner, to loose sons of death. Many of us used to be prisoners of sin, but we groaned and we asked the Lord to deliver us from our sinful lifestyles, and he did, and he loosed us from the chains of death. 21. To declare in Zion the name of Jehovah and his praise in Jerusalem. Zion is a section in the heart of Jerusalem, where David's palace used to be. And that would also be where the temple was. When we are pulled out of sin and death, then we praise the name of God in Zion. That doesn't mean that we literally go to Jerusalem, but there will be an eternal Jerusalem, which is heaven. We will praise him forever there. 22. In the peoples being gathered together, and the kingdoms to serve Jehovah. Christians from many nations will join together in heaven, and serve the Lord forever. 23. He hath humbled in the way my power, he hath shortened my days. King David believed that he was going to die young because Absalom was trying to take over the throne, and he says that he was humbled. His power was cut off, and it was for a short time, because David was betrayed by a lot of the men under him. However, he ended up living a very long life, because the Lord restored him to the kingdom. 24. I say, My God, take me not up in the midst of my days, through all generations are thine years. He's asking for the Lord to extend his life, and the Lord did. David died at a very old age. 25. Before time the earth thou didst found, and the work of thy hands are the heavens. He says, You created everything. 26. They, they perish, and thou remainest, and all of them as a garment become old, as clothing thou changest them, and they are changed. He changes the seasons just like you would change your clothing, and everything that God created will come to an end and then he will have a new creation. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the Lord lives forever. 
27, and thou art the same, and thine years are not finished. The Bible says the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes, and his years will never end. There's no beginning, and there's no end to his years. 28. The sons of thy servants do continue, and their seed before thee is established. The seed of Jesus Christ is all who follow him. That seed will be established forever. Because they follow him, they will inherit eternal life. And that concludes Psalm chapter 102.